It's power ranking day as we have all of the locked on hosts ranking all the different teams. Where do the Giants come in? And then at Fangraphs, we see power rankings by position for catcher and then all the way through the infield. So we'll look at all of that and see where the Giants come in and what it says about their upcoming season next. You are locked on Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thanks for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So check us out there and hit that subscribe button if you are on YouTube as well, please. So coming up on today's show, lots of different power rankings. The first one, first set of rankings I want to get into is just kind of a fun exercise that the Locked On hosts participated in. The Locked On, you know, baseball hosts from around the sport voted on all 30 teams of where we thought they belonged in the rankings. And surprise, surprise, the disrespect for the San Francisco Giants. I mean, has there ever been a year? What were their power rankings going into 2021? What were their power rankings going into 10, 12, 14? I mean, in those years, people kind of caught on. If you consistently win, you move up the rankings. And I don't know, Giants come in at number 19. And I, I personally, I think I had them I had them 12th, but I would probably maybe put them 13th when I re-look at this. Uh, there's some teams that are ahead. Okay, so between number 12 and 19, you've got the Twins, the Angels, the Brewers, the White Sox, the Rangers, and the Orioles. The Lockdown hosts all had these teams ahead of the Giants. And the fact that the Giants come in number 19 when I voted them number 12, uh, I think generally they probably fell to 20th or so on other people people's lists because you know I had them higher. So, look, I understand the potential of a team like the Twins, the Angels, Brewers, White Sox, Rangers and Orioles, but just the probability that each and every one of those teams is better than the San Francisco Giants, I think is just flat out wrong. Uh, but then again, I'm not saying put the Giants in the top five. I'm saying, okay, put them number 13, even 14 or 15, but to have them 19th, we'll see when all is said and done. Power rankings are kind of best used as just to kind of de- demonstrate public sentiment. And, you know, these are just locked on MLB hosts and we're going to see other power rankings. And ultimately they don't mean much. It's just more of a test of how what is the thinking among the group that put the list together and then throughout the season you know you you go weekly power rankings on MLB or whatever and it's just like who what team has the best record is kind of what it becomes I remember in 2021 Giants had the best record in the league about a month or three weeks into the season and they came in at like number 18 on the power rankings and I was just like this is ridiculous the Royals had a good record as well at the time and they were ranked like sixth. And it it really ticked me off because the Giants and the Royals had about the same record. And for whatever reason, the sentiment was like, we believe in the Royals. And look how wrong people turned out to be. Uh, the Royals have 
not stopped losing since, whereas the Giants went on to win 107 games. And then last year, even in this hugely disappointing outcome, it was 81 wins, whereas the Royals were much worse than that. And so, look, the Giants never get respect from the public. This is no different. I'm not saying I'm going to throw a total fit over this, but I think they belong at worst in the middle, but not below the middle, in my opinion. So let's let's turn our attention, though, to on fan graphs. This is a little more objective. They've got power, positional power rankings, always fun every year, where they look position by position, and it's not like people's thinking. It's what is the projections for the players who project at these positions. And so the first position that they start with every year is the catcher position. And this is one that's uh, a hot topic in San Francisco, because on the one hand, you've got a guy who was your number two overall pick a few years ago, several years ago now, in Joey Bart, a guy who was considered by many a top 20, even top 10 prospect just a couple couple of years ago. But the performance in the major leagues just hasn't been very good. And then there's the competition in camp with uh, Bart and Blake Sable and Roberto Perez and Austin wins. And so the catcher position is interesting to say the least for the San Francisco Giants. So where do the Giants come in on the rankings? Well, I have to scroll, 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 scroll and keep scrolling. I'm on the way to 25, 26, 27th out of 30 teams is where the San Francisco Giants come in. According to this, again, objective methodology, it's not an opinion. It's what are the projections saying all together the Giants are going to get out of the catcher position in 2023. And I believe this projection, I really should have <laughs> looked this up, but I think they're using steamer projections they might be using a combination of zips and steamer i'm actually gonna actually gonna verify that really quick they've got a 291 weighted on base average projection for joey bart and that is yeah so it's a combination of steamer and zips and so zips is generally higher on the giants than steamer these are two different projection systems and so i like that they're using the combination of those two projection systems and uh, they're also making their own manual playing time predictions. And so anyway, the combination of Joey Bart, who, according to this prediction of playing time, they've got as the primary receiver of playing time, which I think makes sense, unless he's striking out like 40% of the time. I really do believe they will not tolerate that. And you would you would see him sent down again like he was last year if he has those kinds of struggles again. I hope he doesn't. I'm not saying he for sure will, but if he does, then they're not going to just play him because of his pedigree. They're, you can't strike out 40% of the time. They just won't let it happen. Uh, they've got Roberto Perez getting the next most plate appearances, which I think makes sense, and then kind of hedging with Blake Sable at 64 plate appearances. But the total package... I mean, they've got Roberto Perez, just by the way, the combination of zips and steamer says that Roberto Perez produces 1.3 fan graphs. I mean, when I say fan graphs, 1.3 wins above replacement per the combination of the steamer and zips projections in less playing time than Joey Bart, who comes in at 0.9 wins above replacement. And so, I mean, it's got, they've got Perez being a little bit worse offensively, but much better defensively, essentially. And so if that's the case, if Perez is just performing like the better catcher that and Bart is really struggling like these uh, projections predict, 
with just a 289 on base percentage and not a ton of power, then you could see Roberto Perez playing more if he's the one who's more productive even in in less or fewer plate appearances. So anyway, that's the reality. There's like some people who think that the catcher position is like a strength for the Giants or something, but then in terms of the objective projection, they're 27th in the league. And so that kind of demonstrates why I have concerns about uh, that spot for the Giants. And I think that Sable is going to be given an opportunity to make the roster. And if he defensively, look, is he a catcher? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him in like real game action to be able to make that call. But I think that it's a work in progress, the catcher position. And Joey Bart is not going to be handed the job that some seem to think he's going to just be handed. He's got to earn it. And this overall poor projection for the team at the position, to me, checks out. And it's not a strength right now, but they've got upside and in, in pedigree with Bart. And so there's a possibility it could go well, but we'll see. So coming up in just a minute, what about the other positions? Giants have some unproven guys in the corners, more established guys up the middle. What does Fangraphs have to say about it? We'll get into it in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanBook FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. I'm, as always, checking out the upcoming Warriors game. And they are slight favorites against the Dallas Mavericks with a, a spread of minus one at minus 110 odds and just favored to win a little bit at minus 112 to win outright. And so, I don't know. I'm, I'm I like kind of Taking my shot on the Warriors makes the game a little bit more interesting. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, here we go. We're going to continue to look through position by position at in the infield for the uh, Fangraphs positional power rankings, which they do every year and is always a lot of fun. So I guess moving along in order is first base. And uh, here, the Giants also rank not near the top. They rank near the bottom uh, at number 24. Uh, And the projection has, you know, Lamont Wade Jr. getting most of the playing time with J.D. Davis second. I... I don't totally agree with this assessment. I've done a kind of in-depth look at how, basically who's going to be that platoon partner with Wade at first base. And I think it's Wilmer Flores, because if you look at Flores historically, he's not known as a good defender for sure. Uh, but if you look at you know the long track record of a Wilmer Flores defensively, not great at third, not great at second. Certainly when he's played short, not great there. But at first base, he's actually graded as an above average defender in his career. And so, and J.D. Davis hasn't played a lot of first base. And so Flores has played more and he's done a solid job when he's been there. He played a lot of first base for the Giants last year. So I think this is probably wrong and that Flores 
because they've got J.D. Davis getting 280 plate appearances at first base and Flores only getting 49. I don't understand that. But doesn't really move the needle much. I guess I would just flip-flop them. But all three of Wade, Davis, and Flores project as like a little bit above average hitters according to this projection, but just a total of 1.6 wins above replacement for this collection of players, which is not very impressive. And so what this is kind of baking in is pessimism about Lamont Wade Jr. and not great defense from Davis or Flores. And so uh, where where the Giants could exceed this is if Wade actually does what the Giants seem to expect that he's going to do, or at least hope he's going to do, which is play more like the 2021 version of Wade than the 2022 version of Wade. But I've been pretty clear that uh, I'm, I I don't want to say I'm pessimistic, but I'm skeptical about the ability for first base to just kind of be solved with this platoon of Wade and Flores, which is what I assume it's going to be. And beyond them, you know, as it says here, you've got J.D. Davis as an option. Say, like, Lamont Wade Jr. just really struggles. What do you do at first base? Well, it could create an opportunity for a guy like J.D. Davis, who has just such good offensive numbers in his career and doesn't have platoon splits, hasn't played a lot of first, which surprises me defensively because he hasn't been good at third or at or in left, where he's played those positions a lot more than first, but he's been bad, and so why not try him at first is kind of how I view it, although I, I don't know if he's been playing there a lot in spring. I know they've been obviously giving Wade a lot of time there, and I know that Peterson has played quite a bit there, but it seems like with Davis, it would be worth trying him there. I'd have to look. I don't have that prepared, but you know, if Wade struggles, I think a guy like Davis could he hits enough. If he could play solid defense at first, could be a solid overall first baseman and uh, want another everyday player for the Giants. And, you know, they need more everyday players. So I kind of agree with this assessment, although it all hinges on Wade. If he can get back to being more like what he was in 2021, they could certainly be more average or better than average versus towards the bottom in this category. So moving along, we're going to look at Second base, this is where the Giants do have a seemingly everyday type player in Tyro Estrada. And so you're not going to have to scroll down quite as far to find the Giants when we look here at second base. I'm going through and where do the Giants come in? They come in at number 17. So that's right about in the middle. Of course, the middle would be number 15. And I'm high on Tyro Estrada. I really think that this could be a year in which he has in which he takes another step forward offensively. Uh, I, I see him, he already was a guy who hit like 14 home runs and stole 20 plus bases last year. And I really think he's got a little bit of another gear with power. He's bulked up a little bit. The dude is strong. He came into camp ready to go. And he's, he, I, I see him as like a breakout candidate. He's already looking like maybe the most solid position player on the giants, which is saying something about their lack of star talent. He's not a star yet. I'm not saying he will be, but I'm saying to me there's some ceiling there that hasn't quite been reached. But anyway, uh, the projection here is 406 plate appearances at second base for Estrada and the next closest uh, being Wilmer Flores at 147. I hope Wilmer Flores doesn't play that many games at second base because defensively with the shift restrictions, it's not a great fit for him. I don't think Flores is very rangy at all. And 
I think he's more of a first baseman now with the new rules on, you know, limiting shifting. And so I think you look at David VR projects here for 98 plate appearances, Isan Diaz and Brett Wisely projected for, you know, 35 or fewer plate appearances at this position. I think you really could see Isan Diaz or Brett Wisely get a lot more plate appearances than that. Uh, perhaps at this position, depending on other people's health. Like if Brandon Crawford goes down, you very well could see Estrada go to short, in which case it might be David VR who becomes that next best guy. But, and then, but what do you do at third? And then you're putting like Flores or Davis at third and you don't love that defensively, or maybe it's Casey Schmidt. So a lot of moving parts here, but you know, a solid projection for Tyro Estrada and it kind of carries the Giants to being according to the projection about in the middle of the pack at the second base position. So moving right along, we're going to look at third base next. And third base is a really interesting position for the Giants because they've got a young guy, David VR, who they've talked up. I mean, I just like a side point. I don't understand the viewpoint that the Giants like saying Joey Bart wasn't going to be handed a job being kind of not true that they really are just saying that to motivate him why would they say that about bart but then just give vr the the utter confidence that he is going to have that job i don't i don't get that and i think that we're misreading the comments about bart i really think he does have to earn it and for vr they don't think he has to earn the opportunity to be that first guy and so what do the projections have to say about it we'll look at third base and shortstop coming up in just a minute but before we do This episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. This is my new favorite game, and I love competing against the other Locked On hosts, taking on a franchise from scratch. It's your chance to become like a major league GM. You really have to do everything that a GM would have to do, from acquiring talent, drafting, worrying about team chemistry, coaches, facilities, and best of all, competing against the other Locked On hosts. And I am having great success with this. Some people are not having so much success. So it really is a challenge. And, you know, talking about the the other lockdown hosts, I'll bet you it's the hosts who put the Giants in the bottom 10 of the league who also are not doing well at Ultimate Baseball GM. That's just my my hot take there, throwing a little shade at my fellow lockdown hosts because I am doing really well with my franchise, but not everyone is. Locked on Giants listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo Locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code below if you're on YouTube, and look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. All right, here we go. We are going to discuss the last couple of positions here to look at on these Fangraphs power rankings uh, pages. And third base, like I said, very interesting for the Giants. And they come in, they do not generally have great projections here for any of these spots on the infield. None of them, except catcher so far, have been like towards the bottom, but a lot of them in the middle. And so I understand, I guess, where the, the power rankings have them, but... With it, okay, let's just talk about this third base position where the Giants ha- uh, come in at number twenty. But it's it's the third base position is generally kind of strong because overall it's a three WAR projection for the position. And for David VR, I mean, he projects to produce kind of like a average 
starting caliber major leaguer, and yet the Giants still come in 20th at this position overall. Uh, the projection for VR, 1.7 wins above replacement in just 392 plate appearances at the position. Of course, remember, it had him playing some other positions as well, like second base. And so if you combine it all, what we're looking at here overall is a projection for VR. I'm just going to open up his separate player page and the Fangraph's depth chart projection, which is a combination of steamer and zips, and then they make a manual playing time adjustment, has David VR at 8% above average offensively, 2.2 wins above replacement, which is about league average offensively, in only 497 plate appearances with 18 homers and a strikeout rate just under 30%. So the projections have David VR essentially being able to handle that role and not floundering, not like really struggling and and failing, basically. So a lot of this for me is going to come down to defense. If VR can hit, which is totally, it's not a proven known thing yet. He's still got to go out there and do it. But his September, the minor league season he had, makes me certainly intrigued. And I understand why they want to give him that opportunity. But, you know, you're going to see right on right against Garrett Cole, stuff like that. Like, can he really step up and take over that role if and then defensively I should say if he can hit he's still got to defend because you've got Casey Schmidt kind of waiting in the wings and the options behind VR I'm I have concerns about defensively because if VR struggles and Schmidt isn't ready you're going to see Wilmer Flores or JD Davis at third base which just is a problem to me defensively and so it's really important that VR do well otherwise I think it puts them in a suboptimal position but they do have really intriguing insurance in Casey Schmidt who does factor into the projection here with 70 projected plate appearances but the you know projection for Casey Schmidt is that he would struggle offensively and so it's pretty common for you know, young players, unproven minor league players to, did I say pretty common or uncommon? It's common for them to have a not great offensive projection. They've got to like kind of prove it at the major league level before the projection system like buys in. And so anyway, it's third base is just really interesting. It's at first too, just the fact that they let Brandon Belt and Evan Longoria go, which I think it was time. They were older and declining and injuries and slow and you know, it was just time to give some young players some opportunities. But for the, you know, you knew kind of what you were getting with Longoria and Belt and, of course, Crawford, a lot of veteran players. But for the first time in a while, like, it's it's pretty much an unknown with some of these guys. But you've got decent insurance at both spots it, with Flores and Davis. I just don't love defensively at third what that would look like. But Schmidt is the wild card there. And so, I don't know. This is a position of high variance. You could see VR become a star, at least with the bat. Or you could see him struggle and then you don't know exactly what you're looking at. And it depends on Schmidt and a lot of stuff. So anyway, I think that's a fine ranking, but don't be surprised if they shoot up or even fall down. So finally, the shortstop position, this is the one position as we move around, except maybe second base, where there's like a lot of certainty and stability. And it's enough so like, this is reminding me of there was a piece in The Athletic when the Giants had, quote unquote, signed Carlos Correa, agreed to terms with Carlos Correa, basically saying uh, that the Giants should just cut Brandon Crawford, which I thought was ridiculous. He was one of their best players last year, even with the 
offensive dip that was major coming off of the fourth place MVP finish in 2021. But defensively, he was at, he was so good in the last couple months of the season and he hit like a little below average and 87 weighted runs created plus 100 is league average. So about 13% below average offensively, but good enough defense that it's, you know, when you're a good defensive shortstop, it carries a lot of weight. And so I mean, overall, he was like a solid average major leaguer last year, and he's a legend to the Giants. So the notion that they should just cut him was ridiculous, especially, I mean, they owe him, what, $16 million this upcoming season. So, of course, they're not going to cut Brandon Crawford. And in fact, he buoys them to being ranked 17th here among the 30 teams with a projection of two and a half wins above replacement by Crawford at the shortstop position, Estrada kicking in another 0.8. And uh, defensively, Tyro Estrada has been able to handle shortstop. And so I think that he's a he's a pretty decent fallback option. It's just what do you do at second if Estrada has to move to short, if Crawford has an injury? And then if it's like, okay, move VR to second, then what do you do at third? And so there's like all these ripple effects. And that's how Isan Diaz and Brett Wisely could factor in. But anyway, it's basically like expect a normal Brandon Crawford year, according to this projection. Expect Tyro Estrada to be the backup. And they've got a combined 21 plate appearance uh, projection at short for Brett Wisely and Isan Diaz. I would be really surprised if Diaz plays any short at the major league level. He has historically, when he was with the Marlins, not done well defensively at third or at second. So I have no reason to think that he would then do well defensively at short. I think it's more likely to see Wisely than Diaz at that shortstop position. But I don't know. The infield, it's not exactly super strong. It's there's some unknowns. You've got some like solid stability up the middle with Crawford and Estrada. And I like, like I said, that upside of Estrada. And of course, there's upside with David VR. There's upside with Lamont Way Jr. But overall, there's also downside with a lot of the guys and certainly downside at the catcher position and upside at the catcher position as well. A little more stable in the outfield, but we don't have those projections yet. And of course, we are out of time. And then the pitching, I think, is also pretty solid. And so, I don't know. Overall, we're going to find out. The 2023 season is about a week away, and so the games are going to get underway, and we're going to find out some things about the Giants real soon. So thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. Helps me out a lot. So thanks in advance. And thanks to everyone who's done so already. Cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.